Hello and welcome to the Napod Pomo Spider Day Podcast. I'm Donna and I'm a co-host on the Varmints Podcast, a podcast about animals by two non-experts and part of the Podfix Network. Search the internets for those names and you'll find us wherever podcasts are found. Do you like spiders? We do. All right, they're weird and creepy, but also oddly compelling. And some of them are even adorable. I found a really good article about house spiders, and instead of trying to sum it up myself, probably badly, I'm just going to read it to you. You can click the link in the show notes if you want to read along and look at the pictures of these very cool little spiders. The link is at treehugger.com and is facts about misunderstood house spiders. You can probably put that in the Googles and find the article easily. Here we go. Eight Facts About the Misunderstood House Spider by Russell McClendon, who is a writer at the University of Georgia. He is a science writer with expertise in the natural environment, humans, and wildlife. He holds degrees in journalism and environmental anthropology. This article was updated on February 22nd of 2021. If you have a house, you probably have house spiders. They might live in your attic, basement, or windowsills, or they might brazenly inhabit your houseplants. But despite their reputation as creepy interlopers, most house spiders haven't simply wandered away from a home. Our houses are their natural habitats. Some people think of spiders as insects, lumping them in with six-legged invaders like roaches or ants, but they're not insects, and they don't want to raid our cupboards. Much like their outdoor relatives that eat crop pests, house spiders just want to quietly kill the insects that do covet our food. And if anything, they're on our side. That may not help with the severe cases of arachnophobia, but fear and respect aren't mutually exclusive. And the more we know about these misunderstood housemates, the less fodder we have for misguided phobias. In hopes of clearing house spiders' name, here are eight interesting facts that might persuade you to put down the shoe, pick up a magnifying glass, and give peace a chance. 1. Humans and house spiders have history. Like all modern arthropods, the spiders that live in your attic may be descendants of seven-foot-long marine animals that lived 480 million years ago. True spiders evolved about 300 million years ago, so they predate the dinosaurs, not to mention us. It may feel like they're encroaching, but they were here first. Still, deferring to spiders on a camping trip isn't quite the same as sharing our homes with them. Does a spider's evolutionary seniority really give her free reign over habitats built by and for humans? Maybe not, but ousting spiders from any house is a Herculean task. Not only are they stealthy and stubborn, but they've been living with us for a very long time. In fact, many house spiders are now especially adapted to indoor conditions like steady climate, sparse food, and even sparser water. Some house spider species have been living indoors at least since the days of the Roman Empire and are seldom to be found outside, even in their native countries, writes Rod Crawford, 
curator of arachnid collections at the Burke Museum of Natural History and Culture in Seattle, and noted debunker of spider myths. They usually spend their entire life cycle in, on, or under their native building. Number two, putting a house spider outside could kill it. Not everyone who's afraid of spiders hates them, leading many people to try non-lethal eviction. Perhaps the most common strategy involves trapping a spider in a cup and releasing it outside where it can presumably return to its natural lifestyle. This is a noble sentiment and often requires quick reflexes, but as Crawford explains, it may not achieve the desired result if the arachnid is a true house spider. You can't put something back outside that was never outside in the first place, he writes. Although some house spider species can survive outdoors, most don't do well there, and some, which are native to other climates, will perish rather quickly when removed from the protective indoor habitat. You're not doing them a favor. In general, Crawford says, only about 5% of the spiders you see inside a building have ever set foot outdoors. Number three, not all spiders in houses are house spiders. House spiders typically colonize new buildings via egg sacs attached to furniture or building materials, but sometimes outdoor spiders also wander inside. Many of these are spiders that eschew webs in favor of active hunting like wolf spiders and may be seen scampering across floors or walls. If you release one of these outside, you might actually be doing it a favor. Just be sure to let the right one out. Crawford notes that suspected wolf spiders are often just male European house spiders, which tend to roam around more than females do, and although many house spiders weave webs, a few mix things up by actively hunting prey. It's not always easy to tell indoor and outdoor spiders apart, but it might help to study the eyes more than markings or other features. For a reference, compare this photo of a common house spider with this photo of an American wolf spider. And there are links where you can click and go to the spiders that he's talking about. For more help, check out Treehugger's Guide to Different Types of Spiders. Again, there's another link to send you to the guide and check it out. Number four, not all house spiders look alike. To complicate matters further, house spiders have come in lots of shapes and sizes. The types in your house depend largely on where you live. Although humans have helped many species, spread around the planet, especially those from Europe. One of the most abundant house spiders is Parastea toda tepidarorium, Ooh, that was a long one, or the American house spider, which is native to North America but now found around the world. Measuring four to eight millimeters long, these yellowish brown spiders have tall round abdomens and two rows of four eyes. They build tangled webs, often both outside and inside a building, so evicting them may be harmless and futile. On the bright side, they have relatively mild venom and bite humans only in self-defense. Another widespread species is Tegenaria domestica, aka domestic house spider, which is native to Europe but also has become cosmopolitan with human help. I'm now picturing a spider with a little martini, but that's not part of the article. It first appeared at U.S. shipping ports in the 1600s and is now found across most North America, as well as Europe and Western Asia. It ranges from 6 to 12 millimeters in length, with reddish-brown head, that's the cephalothorax, and a pale speckled abdomen. It builds funnel-shaped webs, 
and is known to prey on pest insects inside homes. Steatoda grossa, also known as the cupboard spider, has similarly expanded far beyond its native Europe, including North America and Australasia. Varying in length from 4 to 11 millimeters, this spider is known for messy webs that contribute to indoor cobweb buildup. I'm sure we've all cleaned up after these, and again, that's not part of the article. It's also one of several steatoda species known as a false black widow, because people commonly confuse it with that highly venomous spider. Not only does it lack the black widow's red hourglass, but its bite is more like a bee sting. Other common house spiders include Bedumna insignis, the black house spider, native to Australia and New Zealand, Fulcus phalangiotes, cellar spider, cosmopolitan, Characanthium mildei, a yellow sack spider, cosmopolitan, Eratigaena atrica, giant house spider, Europe and North America, Eratigaena agrestis, hobo spider, Europe and North America, and Cuculcania hibernalis, southern house spider, Americas. Number 5. Spiders don't use plumbing to sneak inside. Since spiders are often found trapped in sinks or tubs, many people assume that's how they got inside. But modern drains feature sediment traps that would prevent spiders from passing. Crawford points this out. I don't know of even one case where a spider was actually shown to migrate into a house through plumbing. Instead, he adds, they probably just got stuck while looking for water. House spiders are thirsty creatures living in very water-poor environments, and any that venture near a sink or tub with drops of water in it will try to reach the water, often by climbing down a wall. Once they're in the slick-sided porcelain basin, they are unable to climb back out unless a helpful human lends them a hand, or a paper towel, which is what I usually do. And again, that's not in the article. Number six, how spiders pose very little danger. Spiders in general don't deserve their scary reputation. They rarely bite people, and even when they do, most species venom causes only moderate and short-lived effects. That's true for the vast majority of house spiders, which have no incentive to bite anything they can't eat, unless they think it's a matter of life and death. House spiders prey on insects and other small creatures, Crawford writes. They are not bloodsuckers, and they have no reason to bite a human or any other animal too large for them to eat. In any interaction between spiders and larger creatures like humans, the spiders are almost always the ones to suffer. Number seven. In fact, house spiders can be helpful. As mentioned earlier, spiders are a potent defense against agricultural pests like aphids, moths, and beetles. House spiders offer similar benefits indoors, helping suppress a wide variety of insects without the need for synthetic insecticides. Spiders feed on common indoor pests such as roaches, earwigs, mosquitoes, flies, and clothes moths, explains a fact sheet by Bayer Crop Science. There's a link to the fact sheet in the article. If left alone, spiders will consume most of the insects in your home, providing effective home pest control. And by keeping these populations in check, spiders can even help limit the spread of disease carried by insects like fleas, mosquitoes, and cockroaches. If you want to make sure your house spiders are pulling their weight, check in and under their webs to see what they've been eating. Many web-dwelling house spiders simply drop the remnants of their prey to the floor after eating, a habit that can make an annoying mess, but also provide evidence of their contribution to the household. 
And finally, number eight, there are humane ways to manage house spiders. If you still can't stand house spiders, it is possible to keep them in check without losing your cool, instead of resorting to pesticides, smashing, or other potentially lethal methods like a vacuum cleaner. Try to stay ahead of population booms by limiting suitable habitats. Check widows, eaves, and other popular spider hangouts, and remove any cobwebs you find. This probably won't eliminate your house spiders, but it might drive them to lower-profile haunts like a shed, a garage, or a crawl space. Sealing potential entry points may not affect house spiders since they don't sneak in from outside, but it could limit incursions by other spiders. And if it also prevents insects from getting inside, it may indirectly reduce your house spiders by limiting their food supply. Various myths suggest house spiders are repelled by Osage Orange, horse chestnuts, or even copper pennies, but Crawford is doubtful. In many cases, house spiders are a little bit like Michael Jordan. You can't stop them, you can only hope to contain them. So rather than trying to play defense against such resilient forces of nature, why not just sit back and marvel at them? It'll make life easier for everyone, except for that fruit fly buzzing around the kitchen. This has been Donna from the Varmints Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.